This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. This week, we are talking all about the pain that's passed down from parent to child. All of that and more. Stay tuned. You're tuned into Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Tune in right now. The uh, facial expression. Literally, too. it makes me want to crump. Mm. Yes. Mm. Crump mm. it out. Stop the yard. Stop. Come on and stop it. Stop talk. the yard. <laughs> yes. Hello, everybody. Welcome. This is the Red Table Talk after show here on this lovely Monday evening. I'm Tyler Simone, and I couldn't do it without my lovely co-host to my left. Hello, yes. welcome. Hello, hello. Starting great Monday. Okay. Yay, Woo. She's so, back. I'm back. I'm <laughs> yes, back. you I'm are. Back. I come in every now and then, every Love other week, right? Yes. But I'm excited. <laughs> hello, my name is Jade Ming, and let's get it started. Yes. Absolutely. Now I'm your man, Tyler Tyson. I ain't going nowhere. Oh, no. Nowhere. No, nowhere. nowhere. We love a loyal man. We do. Come on, right? and loyal that's what like we love to see Chevy. I am oh. always here always ready to go Out of all <laughs> yes we are the red table talk after show and today we have a great show mm-hmm. there was a lot that went on in this week's episode featuring Demi Moore and her two daughters what did you guys think about this episode it was definitely a very emotional um episode yes and i for sure believe that it definitely hit a lot of women especially mothers and daughters yeah um, i like how um i like how transparent everybody was being you mm-hmm. know it, it's it's always nice knowing that with like anyone that goes on red table talk they feel so like mm-hmm. comfortable with jada you yeah. know she is the next oprah i really believe she mm. is the next oprah mm. She's the way amazing. people are just coming at her like yes. coming to her and like speaking to her and asking for advice and just wanting to talk it out it's Gives me a lot of Oprah, Dr. Phil vibes. That was good insight. I agree, I yeah. didn't even make that connection, but yeah. I think you're right. That, For sure. That was dope. How'd you feel about it, Tyler? <laughs> I really enjoyed the episode. Uh, like you said, I really enjoyed the transparency, the honesty. Mm. Um, you know, I'm always for being honest mm-hmm. in all situations, especially now. Um, <laughs> so I just, I, I loved it. Yeah. yeah, me too. That's yeah. a really good point, too. Like, Demi had had interviews, I believe, maybe one or a few interviews after she released her book, mm-hmm. uh, Inside Out, which was a memoir tell all very mm. in depth but she wasn't as open as she was she jada broke a lot of news oh yeah with this episode oh yeah oh, we yeah. found out one of her daughters had been on cocaine at one point That's i don't think lot. anyone yeah, yeah it was it was a lot going on um i personally was really shocked to learn about how easy it is for pain to be passed down from mm-hmm. so crazy isn't it mm-hmm. i mean i knew that it, it obviously happens but it just seems so Easy. easy and it's also it's not you don't uh you in the, you don't subconsciously think about that like no. you you know it just happens like if you think about it the i think a, like a while back when we were talking about um you know um your past and what you learned from your parents and stuff like it's really crazy how when it comes to pain and how it gets passed down 
you it's really all about how exposed you are and that's why it's so important when it comes to kids of who you surround your kids or what the, you surround them with and who you're surrounding with them with as well the things the people which is everything that you do what you say because kids pick up on that very easily without even realizing yeah and, and, and two things one we know that um addiction is 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 a hereditary disease mm. so it, you know it may manifest itself in, in a different way so you know if my dad was addicted to fill in the blank drugs i might not be addicted to drugs my addiction might be something else it could mm. be porn it could be sex it could be food it could be working out it could be a whole bunch of other things but i still have that addiction type characteristic trait in me mm. um and then also it's somewhat of a learned behavior too because if you are if you do have these addictions, that means that you also have certain characteristic traits. Like, and and as a kid, we subconsciously pick up on our parents' traits. So, mm-hmm. I don't know how to explain it better than that, except for the fact that they might do something and we do it the exact same way, but it just manifests itself differently. Mm-hmm. So, I just think those two things combined. Um, I hate to say it, but if you're an addict, the likelihood of your offspring being an addict especially if they live with you it's really high oh yeah Yeah. for sure and i learned that not only can it be uh you pick up on behaviors but because maybe a parent is addicted to something uh they lack in areas so if they're not giving you love because they're just emotionally Mm -hmm. invested in something else now you're not getting the love which means you're looking for in other places or other people yeah so now you can possibly then look to substance it's just like it just seems yeah a generational cycle that just keeps going on and on and on and that's why you have to to address it it and and acknowledge it and then work at trying to fix it so it's like if i know so i was going to say this later on but my dad perfect example so my dad lived my entire childhood as a substance abuser that n- I'm sure people knew, but it wasn't one of those things where he looked like somebody that was on the street. Like he mm-hmm. had a, a job, he owned a business, like he's at all of my track meets and everything. Nobody would know. But then at like 50, he checked himself in voluntarily. He didn't, not to our knowledge, hit like a rock bottom. I'm sure he did in his own personal, but he checked himself in, got himself clean, went back to school. whole bunch of stuff happened. 55, graduated from college, and now he's living his best life. But my point is knowing that, oh, wow, he had addiction issues. So now that makes me, as a, as a person that's always trying to like stay on the forefront and self-analyze, like, okay, what are my triggers? What could I potentially be addicted to? Like, what are some warning signs? So if I see myself going down this path, because I know it's in there somewhere, like, I just have to be on it. Mm. Do you think it could be the opposite where you, you see maybe what your parent went through and the substance that they were addicted mm-hmm. to and then not want to go and just oh, yeah. going completely left? I think so. I, I think that's probably what happened for me is I, there's so many things that I don't want to do. And I, I'm a control freak, so I can't even imagine giving control up and being addicted to something that it, you know, runs my life. Yeah. But I still think that just like you have to be on it because I, I just really feel like it's in there somewhere. Yeah. And, if, mm-hmm. and if not properly watched and guarded it could really look ugly yeah Yeah. but i think that also like if you do watch it like because me personally i am the biggest overthinker of them all so it's like when it comes to um when it comes to like how how like you know how you should like handle it i do feel like sometimes when you are on it too much it could get to the point where like 
you think you have control, but low key you're yeah. starting an addiction. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? In a sense, to you trying to avoid it. You know what I mean? Because if you're not addicted to one thing, you'll find something else to be yeah. addicted to. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And that's why I say it can't it doesn't have to be something like dangerous, yeah. like, you know, it's drugs. Any small like, thing. It can Anything. be something small. Like, you know, we joked on one of the shows about being addicted to sugar. Like we were like, Oh, I just know I can't go a day without my gummy bears. It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> can't you go a day without <laughs> yeah. like clearly bears, that's yeah. not gonna kill you. Right. But it's still like that's still an addiction. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. It could be minor yeah. for sure. Um, what I thought was interesting with their situation, Rumor and uh, Tallulah, who are Demi Moore's daughters, is that they lived a completely normal life for the beginning of their childhood. And then it kind of flipped because mm-hmm. now their mom is heavily involved in drinking alcohol or whatever substances she was taking part in. And then how do you go about that? It's like that alone seems like such a... It's such an obstacle to have to get through when your parent was one way and then now there's someone totally different. And they were mm-hmm. saying, we didn't even know who our mom was. Mm. Like She's just a completely different person. I feel like that alone is a lot to deal with. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Because also, like, when the more you grow up, the more you're understanding what, substance, what these substances are. You're understanding what the problem is. And so it's like... One, it's like, where did this come from? Where's my mom that just, like, raised me that, you know, brought me to be this woman that I am? Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, even though you're not fully with your your parent, you're still learning from them even if oh, you're, yeah. like, older. It doesn't matter. You're still learning every day something new about them. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like in this moment of time of their transition of becoming an adult, they're also experiencing this. So now it's just like, okay, I'm old enough now. I could take these drugs as well, like, mom, I could do all this stuff. So I feel like in their mind, maybe as well, like, subconsciously, 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 Mm -hmm. they're like, okay, well, now that I'm older, maybe not trying to understand their mom, but just trying to understand, like, what's so big about it. You know what I mean? To the point where, like, it low-key starts affecting them because they enjoy the high. Mm -hmm. They enjoy the the litness, the turntness, you know, because they realize that it does make you go away. So then that's when they start, like, I feel like applying, oh, okay, well, mom's acting weird. I don't like this. I'm going to go ahead and start hiding behind Drinking and and in, in this particular situation, these kids had access to everything. everything. So money's not an issue also. So I forget who said it, but there was something that was brought up to the point. I think it might have been Tallulah. Tallulah. Yeah. And she was like, you know, Her we felt bad for feeling the way that we felt. Like, yeah. clearly we didn't grow up because Demi was abused and had this horrific childhood and everything. And they were like, we didn't have that. Yeah. And so... There was a little bit of guilt, and I think Jada even said she used to tell Will, "Uh, uh-uh, you go over there with that." Yeah, because it's like, what do you have to be feeling okay. any type of way mm-hmm. about? And it's like, no, nah, you still have to allow your kids to feel whatever it is they're feeling. Mm-hmm. Like you can have all the money in the world, but as a kid, you know, the main thing that we wanted was just our kid, our parents' attention yeah. and yeah. love, and that's it. And if we're not getting that because you're at work, you're strung out on drugs, you're under this guy, whatever the case may be, we still should be able to feel what we're feeling. Yeah. So. And like rumors said, it's one thing to tell your kid that you love them, but it's another to actually show. show. Oh, yeah. And I was yeah. reading this in a book. It's called The Gift, uh, the Gifts of Imperfection. And mm. basically, there's a difference between professing love and then practicing Thanks. love. Mm. Like, you can't just say, I love you, and then not practice it mm. and not show them, especially if it's a child. They're mm. going to pick up on everything. And that's how... 
yeah. passed down. Yeah. I think that that's exactly what happened. She was telling them she was loving them, but she wasn't showing it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I completely understand, like, exactly what that means. Because, like, the thing is, is, like, in a parent's eyes, like, when they do say I love you, they think that saying I love you, like, because the thing is, at the end of the day, children want love. Mm-hmm. And so the thing is, is, like, I feel like parents think that, oh, if I say I love you, you know that I love you and I actually care about you. But... um. It's just it's it's funny how when it comes to that though like there is a it's a gray area that nobody really understands about because the thing is is like just like how like for instance like it doesn't it doesn't just pertain to when it comes to relationships it also pertains to when it comes to your relationship with your parents as well and so like the thing is is like you know now more and more and more like as people get older even like even for men like it, it's hard to actually show and express love now people are starting to use just words yeah. mm-hmm. and the thing is is like there's only so much that words can really even like mm-hmm. words take you are yeah. you have to I, I always say you will never go wrong if you follow someone's actions mm. uh, a friend of mine I always got a friend a friend of mine <laughs> you always <laughs> have a friend, friend. <laughs> he has a well, lot of friends are, this is a different one I was telling all my friends business last week this is a different friend um but i was telling her like the way that you know something has changed or the way that you know that this is the situation you're in is by the actions because how mm-hmm. many times have we all said something but we follow the same routine if right. i tell you you know i really don't like that you did this and i don't want to do this anymore but next week i'm still doing the same things with you my words meant absolutely nothing, nothing. it's absolutely all based nothing. on the actions. so if they tell oh, yeah. you i love you what the kids are looking at is, yeah, mom's telling me that she loves it, but she's not at my soccer practice. She's never around when I really need her. Like, it can be something yeah. that we think is trivial. Johnny broke up with me or something. Clearly, I'm pretending I'm rumor. Yeah. Um, but the mom's not there. Yeah. And so it's mm. like she's dealing with this by herself. So it's like, but you said you love me, though. Yeah. yeah. And it seems to like that would then trickle down into how rumor or whoever interprets love. So mm. now she's going on with her life and she doesn't really know what love is she doesn't know Mm. what it looks like and she's just trying to figure it out um i wanted to bring up our perception of our parents Mm. and how some people look to their parents they look at them as this amazing superhuman they make no mistakes they're perfect yes but if your parent doesn't show you their weak side how will you ever know that being weak, being weak, which in this case is more so being vulnerable, people mm-hmm. kind of equate weakness with being vulnerable. But if they don't show you that side, how do you know that that's an okay way to be? I feel like that was lacking with them as well. Demi was always the strong mom who took on so many things. And now that she's kind of in her vulnerable state, they don't even know what to do with it. I thought that was mm-hmm. that was probably to me one of like the best moments of the entire show is because I found it very interesting that Demi was like, you know what? We really should have been, I should have been vulnerable. Like I shouldn't have just been super strong all the time. Like you need to see every side of me. And I agree with that to like a certain extent. You know, if, if mom is going through a divorce or like something traumatic, no, your child does not need to see you mm-hmm. balling on the floor every single day. No, that child doesn't need to see that. No, the child doesn't need to see you going in on their father or mother or however the divorce is playing out. They don't need to see that. But I do think there should come a point in time when the parent is talking to the child and it's like, you know, mommy's hurting right now. So you just have to, you know, bear with me a little bit. Like, yeah. you'll understand when you get older. Something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, But you definitely have to, like, show them 
what happens when you fall because we're all going to fall. No matter but, what. But you have to know, like, it, it's, it's training, right? So they train us how to love. They train us how to do all these things. But they don't train us how to get over hurt, pain, and sorrow, really. Mm-hmm. So it's like we never see our parents worrying about bills. And, like, like we have no idea. Yeah. All we know is that the cable stays on, the lights stay on, yes. food is in the refrigerator. I ask for my Jordans, I get my Jordans. Like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. We don't know that, oh, she had to pay the past due payment on this and then get some money from over here and move, like... Certain things we just don't see. Then do we know our parents? Because I'm like, I like, you know, you you just know certain things about them. But as far as their past and how they grew up, you might know little things. But, but you don't know. How much of that know. do you want to know? How much of it do you want to know? Go ahead. Go ahead. Not even a word. Like, it's funny how y'all are describing like this, right? I'm the opposite. I have like the biggest relationship with my mom. Like it's kind of crazy. Like we're like best friends. Mm-hmm. Me. With that being said, sometimes I know a little too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And because of knowing too much, I would you bringing up how like you want vulnerability. Don't get me wrong. I like that we're honest. But also at the same time, there's only so much a kid should know. Yes. Oh yeah. yeah absolutely. Because I agree. The thing yeah. is. When the kid knows, it starts becoming a burden to them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It takes away their childhood it and their takes innocence. Away, yeah. Exactly. That's true. And so, like, I could give, like, an example as far as, like, just, like, when it... Because, like, you know, I am, like, you know, in a divorced family. And so I come from that. And so, like, when it comes to... um you know, being close. Yes, it's a great thing, but also at the same time, there's only so much because, like, as a child, I felt like I was definitely feeling like I was a burden to my mom at one mm. point. Mm. Like, in a sense to where, like, I felt like, okay, she's going through this. I don't want to put any more burden on her mm-hmm. for that. And then, so, it, and then as you gradually are closer to your mom or closer to your parent, you start evolving. You start becoming one with that with that with that parent, and then you start relying not relying, but letting their life evolve into your yeah. life. Mm-hmm. And that's where also it could also go to the point of like no return for a person. Mm-hmm. I feel like it depends on that relationship, on obviously. But just like as y'all are talking, we're not just like me getting like that little like um, closeness with my mom in general. It's still like it still can be a lot for a kid especially like as a woman for as a daughter because the thing is is like just like Demi said she did try to be strong and whatnot Mm -hmm. but even though you're trying to be strong it still sometimes is not like I don't know like I just feel like at the end of the day I feel like there needs to be a midpoint when it comes to to telling your kid about everything but also at the same time telling them just enough so they understand that okay I'm doing fine and I'm doing well and and you spoon feed like you spoon feed you don't you don't so I guess kind of the same stuff. Mine instead of being mom is dad. Yeah. So like my mom left my dad. So it was just me and my dad. Mm-hmm. And I didn't see it happen when I was two. So clearly I was young. But I didn't see the times when he was like depressed. Or I didn't mm-hmm. see when he was like littered their stories. Where he was like holding on to me for dear life. Mm-hmm. And like my grandmother had to come in and be like, no, nah, give me the baby. You take some time. But like, of course, I didn't see that. Yeah. But and, and growing up, he didn't bad mouth her. He didn't burdened me with like what he was going through regarding that but as I got older as a man of course now we've had conversation but that Mm. wasn't conversation that we had you know 9 10 11 12 13 all the way up Mm. through high school like we didn't have these men conversations until you know I was in college which like you said I don't think you should tell children because if I had that 
Oh no, as it's a, kid, a lot. I would have. Oh, yeah, God. it's a lot. Now, get me wrong. I love my mom to death, mm-hmm. but it is it is mentally a lot because also like I'm still personally de- if I can be honest, like if I can be totally transparent, mm-hmm. like I'm still dealing with internal things of how I interact with certain people mm-hmm. or how I think about certain things or how like like it's just I feel like sometimes like my mental could be a lot more e- like at ease mm-hmm. if like you know when it comes if if like if just like your relationship with your parent does not affect you that yeah. much do you know what I mean yeah like, and it's it's just it's really you know going back to the episode I think that you know the girls had both ways. So, like, really, they kind of didn't even have more so, like, of a middle, if mm-hmm. anything. Because they first had her, like, the whole time. Yeah. And then next thing you know, they, like, lost her. So, it's like, going back and forth, back and forth. So, like, I feel like for them, they mentally were trying to figure them, themselves out as well as trying to figure out what is... What what makes them them? Yeah. You know what I mean? What have they... What aspects of their mom did they exactly, like... um what did they get off from her? Yeah. You know, what were they born with? You know, and I feel like in that moment in time, they were literally in a, like, okay, who am I? Yeah. And then, like, paint the picture. You have, like you said, they had a, a one family, which was their mom and their dad. That family dissolves. There now is a new family. Dad gets remarried eventually, has a kid. Mom is now with Ashton, and they're trying to have a kid. This dissolves also, and they're older, too. and it's like so. It's like everything that they seem to, as kids, I'm looking at it from their perspective. Everything that they seem to get involved with dissolves. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, well, are we supposed to have like a real family? Like every mm-hmm. time we keep trying to have this quote unquote family, something happens. Yeah, and they went from one extreme to the other. They never, I can't say that they never knew their mom, but they didn't know her to begin with because she always put on. A strong face. Mm-hmm. She didn't show her weakness, and then now they're seeing a completely different person who is nothing like the first person. But that wasn't her to begin with. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. like, who are you? And then it uh, makes them wonder, who are they? Yeah. yeah, you know, like because the thing is, I didn't really hear much about the dad as much either. You yeah, know, I didn't, didn't really hear much as they far as they their probably, relationship. Because Bruce and Demi are still, or at least they were, <laughs> on pretty good terms. Mm-hmm. So she's never really said anything negative about, about no. Bruce. She's just now kind of with this book, kind of started going in on Ashton yeah. but she has never said anything about Bruce and he's always through her sobriety falling in and out um, just every phase he's been there and rumor was on Dancing with the Stars a couple mm-hmm. seasons ago mm-hmm. and it was like a big moment because it's like literally bringing the family back yeah. together and Demi and Bruce were both there and it was like beautiful so yeah going off of that with Ashton she was saying that she was trying to be this other person once again she was trying to be who she thought he wanted and Mm. that opened the door to alcoholism so (laughs) now we're talking about trying to change yourself for someone which ultimately led her down a really dark path which i think is even scarier because you never want to change yourself to that extent Mm -hmm. you don't want to change yourself at all but the alcoholism i think it just got to the point where maybe demi really felt like she was realizing like she was losing herself because she was trying to like be what he wanted to be and because like you know what people like to use as a coping mechanism is drinking and so obviously she probably didn't want to like leave him or did not want them to like end so like you know i feel like it gets to the point for a woman if they're like you know changing so much to where like it mentally like it mentally messes you up yeah you know and it i feel like 
the fact that that even caused her to go into like drinking I feel like you know there were still more internal like issues that she still had that even if she did like handle it there were still internal issues when it like because she felt like she had to change for Ashton yeah did that make sense like yeah Yeah. they had so many like so the reason that I I, I kind of give a little bit of a side eye, I'm not as sympathetic as I probably should be, uh-huh. uh, is because they they had like so many differences, um, and I think that I think that actors probably have a somewhat difficult time, yes, living in reality. Oh yeah, that's so scary. Oh my god, yeah, so does, true. As someone that does act and has a creative mind, and Lord knows my mind just someone. goes everywhere. There are times where I decide, you know, what, today I'm going to be somebody else. And I make a character, and the entire day, I am this character. Yeah. And I feel like actors, because you have that skill, you can find yourself realizing, you know, I don't really like my life, so I'm just going to create something else. else. And then you get so far away from reality, and you finally wake up, and you're like, oh, wait, whoa, how did I get here? I'm not even being myself anymore. I was thinking about that the other day. You hear a lot of actors talk about having to get into the mindset of the character that they're being, and sometimes for months. For for months, months, you're someone else. You're not yourself. So, yeah, I could see why going back to your real life is crazy. Literally. For example, like... Kit Harrington from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Literally, after Game of Thrones was over, he had to go to rehab. Yeah, yeah. He had to go to rehab because he was a whole different person mentally. Who was? Who was? This is old school, and I know this is before your time, but I'm going to throw it out here anyway. <laughs> the f- who was, was the guy like? that played Hannibal Lecter? Um, it's not De Niro. Whoever that actor was. Nicholson, maybe I don't remember. I'll look it up. Um, but he even said playing such a dark, demented character, he had to stop. And, like, literally take some time because he committed to this horrific role so well that it was, like, really messing with his mind. Yeah. So, yeah, I think they do have to take breaks and, Look, like, really. Woo. That just says I don't need to marry an actor. Like, <laughs> because, that listen, all I need that you acting like you love me, okay? <laughs> are, you, are you? Are you? Are you? Are exactly. you? Who are you really, okay? I am who I need to be in this Where was that birthmark there on your face? Did you put that on today or what? I, I am who I need to be in this oh moment. Oh, my goodness. Okay, let's talk about Demi's mom. So uh, Demi and her mom didn't have a close relationship at all. And she actually said it wasn't until after her mom passed she had this awakening or realization that she had to be understanding of her in order to shift and allow her daughters to also be understanding of her, which I thought was really interesting. Mm-hmm. And it all kind of made sense that her relationship with her daughters is the way it is, and her relationship with her mom was the way that it was. I don't think she ever really learned that. Those, oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. She definitely had to, like, be strong for her mom for sure because of what her mom was dealing with. So, like, what, like, what other way can you even, like, act? You know what I mean? Especially just in the condition that her mom was in, like, what would you be? You know what I mean? How would you be if your mom was in the same position as Demi's uh, Demi's mom, you know? Like, how would you handle that? That's, like, an actual question. How would you handle that? Yeah, I don't know. I I feel like... Because she said that she she was protecting her daughters by keeping them away from her mom. Mm -hmm. But that can't be good either. Because I don't know, I've never been well, in that see, situation. This, once again, I can't... you're talking to someone mm-hmm. who didn't grow up with my yeah. biological mom anyway. So mm-hmm. for me, it's like you 
pick up and move. Like, remember the shirt I wore, get over it? Yeah. Like, you pick up and you move. Yeah. And it's like, you have to do what's best for you. And yeah. what's best for you, sometimes it really sucks and sometimes it hurts. Mm. But at the end of the day, in order for there to be a next day, in order, in order for things to get better, you have to take care of you. And if that means that in this moment, in their case, grandma, we can't really be around grandma right now because mm-hmm. of whatever that's one a moment for Demi to sit down and have this conversation so that the children know like at least the you don't have to go deep but just know a little bit of what's going on yeah. and then you can go from there but then this also helps the kids look at oh well how does mom resolve these type of huge issues like we know there's something wrong she's addressed it but now oh wow mom is trying she's putting forth the effort like the, it's just yeah. you just have to use everything as a teachable moment oh yeah for sure but you also have to be in that mindset because I know we're watching right, it we're yeah. watching it now but you, when you're in it I'm pretty sure it's something totally different I'm not despoised in a crisis yeah <laughs> and some all. people they just don't think that way mm-hmm. they don't they don't have that thought there is no well what should I what would be the best thing to do they just deal with it after that is true yeah. That is true. I promise you probably won't get this type of calm and peace in the <laughs> oh, middle of a storm. No, so, never. yeah, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's interesting to hear it now. And I'm sure they look back and are just like, why didn't I do this, this, and that? But I'm glad that they're able to talk and discuss it now. Yeah. Because also at the same time, I feel like at the age that they were all in, I feel like this is a perfect moment to actually have to sit down and actually understand mm-hmm. what mom is going through and the and, and and what happened. Because the thing is, I feel like this is the first time that they really actually went probably went deep, deep down into mm-hmm. it as well. And so, like, with that, you know, when you do talk to people, when you do talk to people about your problems, you start realizing about a lot of things. And I felt like them talking at Red Table Talk definitely you know, gave them a lot of closure about a lot of things emotionally, especially because Demi definitely, like, opened and became more vulnerable to her daughters it seemed like more than she usually mm-hmm. is yeah mm-hmm. I, I what i love also um jada in talking to Demi about something she took like a sidebar and apologized to yes. willow for now for not allowing her to express herself or her feelings or allowing her to cry in that moment or whatever that particular scenario was and i thought whoa every parent needs to see mm-hmm. this because yes. there are some times when parents need to apologize to their kids sometimes the way that we can get over whatever horrific decision was made some traumatic whatever is if somebody just acknowledges it yes. and says you know what i'm sorry i i, I was learning because parents are learning you know as they're raising us i was learning as i go and looking back on i messed up here yes. and you know i never apologized to you for that that was a great moment yeah and i wish more parents would do that mm. and i think we as as children, I feel, need to be a little bit... And I don't know how this is possible, because when you're a child, you just look up to your parents. You don't... You're not... That's the only... That's the first person you are born to see. Right. That's hero. My dad is still my hero. That is your hero, yeah. So you're not necessarily going through life like, okay, mom's making a mistake. Let me just accept it for... You just kind of are sad, or it upsets Mm -hmm. you, but I feel like now that we're older we can be more aware of the fact that they do make mistakes. Like, they're not perfect mm-hmm. either. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's the other side of it. The, everyone just needs to be a little more aware. Understanding. Yeah, Come a little it's more communication, really, but, though. Yeah. Like, it's really all about communication and understanding. Yeah. You know? Um, and I feel like every time, like, for, for sure, no like, Red Table Talk definitely shows that, like, it's really about communication. It's really about you know trying to understand the other person's point of view as well because the thing is is like we have such a big habit of like tanking it in 
but not actually understanding and actually trying to um, communicate not only their point of view but your point of view so that way y'all can meet to the middle yeah yes. you know did we know that Gammy was an addict I did not we did know that she know said that. that she said it a few times Yo, yeah, before a few times. Oh, yeah. I did, I maybe, I, maybe it kind of like yeah it went yeah. over my head because I, I said was like what 28 years wow that's a long that's time that's a long time and the thing is you can at any point in time you can relapse like Anytime. it's you can be sober for 35 40 years and then scary. slip and go right back in like when they say it's an ongoing struggle it literally is an ongoing struggle oh, yeah, it's for crazy sure. it's Every crazy day. It and is. you think that they're in the clear because like everything is great but I, I, I've always wondered to be in the mind of an addict and just be like, what is, like, do you feel the pressure? Like, I mean, are yeah. you, like, sitting around? Like, are there times where it creeps into your mind? You're like, you know what? I just want to get high. Like, do you have those moments? Like, I'm, I'm just sure. so curious. I think that, I mean, I don't want to, like, compare, you know, addiction to, like, something so minor. But, like, it's it's something, like, for instance, that you know you're not supposed to have in general mm. that you know is not good for you or or food that's not good for you you know what i mean you know you can't have it but you want it I'm not you know it's, it's self-control <laughs> yeah. any yeah. type of moment that you felt <sighs> like you were not yeah. in the self-control that's exactly what an addict i feel like feels but just 10 times worse because the thing is is like they actually can't have it mm-hmm. you know we tippy toe we're like yeah. eh, i can't have it i can have, have maybe it, one yeah, maybe one yeah but as an addict like you actually have to say no. So that urge when you do want something in that moment when you know you can't, that like imagine that ten times more and every day. Yeah. Every something day. that you can't have. And something like alcohol that's around Everywhere. at Everywhere. all I times. Like alcohol's the worst. Oh, yeah. the worst. Because like, you know, cocaine and stuff, you're not well, in LA you might go to parties and there's cocaine everywhere. Yeah. But for the yeah. most part, no matter where you are in USA, people are drinking. Yeah. Like what's the thing? You get off and work, oh let's meet for a happy hour. Oh, it's somebody's drink uh somebody's birthday. Turn up. Oh, happy whatever. Pour a drink. Like drinking it's a lot is harder every- than, yeah. social drinking is everything. Oh, everything. Yeah, it seems oh my god. So hard. But I will say before we get into our news uh for today, I was reading the comment section on this video and it's so nice to see that there are really no negative comments. And I think that the the key to it is that we just all need to sit down and listen mm. to people who are not like us, to people who have gone through things that maybe we don't understand mm-hmm. because it really does open the door and you just learn. Like I just I always take so many notes and I feel like I learn something new every time. And you're just more understanding. So many yeah. notes. Yeah. So so many, <laughs> so many, so many notes. notes. Pages. Yeah. <laughs> Pages, y'all. Yeah, pages, pages, pages of notes. On that note, let's get into our Mr. and Mrs. Smith segment yes. with the one and only Tyler Tyson. I love this. What's up, okay. y'all? It's your man Tyler Tyson with uh, your news and gossip. So let's jump right into it. Uh, starting things off. Uh, Willow, you know, I think last week I posted a picture showing Gammy doing her exercises so I just wanted to post this as a follow-up showing that it's generational. Willow was out here celebrating her 19th birthday just doing some amazing is that yoga? Yes, that's yoga right there. That's That's advanced. advanced. Yeah, see, I don't know nothing about that one. (laughs) Y'all should watch this video. It's like about like these like couples doing yoga. It's kind of crazy the way that they transition without falling down. Big ups to you, Willow. Happy birthday on that. We got a celebration for Willow coming up in these in this video uh, moving on so you guys know it was Halloween that's yeah, uh, Jaden he's I don't know who he is though clearly the person he's with is a joker I have no idea who he is there's a vi- video that we're gonna show and you can actually see him in motion um, or maybe there was a video in the videos there it is oh, um, see if y'all can figure out what he is I still have no clue mm. uh, who he is yeah. <sighs> 
in my head but i he, don't know he hikey might be okay so like i the only person i know that dresses <laughs> like this was tyler the creator you know oh, how he, yeah he, he had, had a wig blind, he had the wig and, and the he, suit and jayden did make this announcement about being uh yeah. attached to tyler the creator Look at romantically me. okay wow Felicia the that was hey, good I'm, I'm, not, I'm not mad at that was it right was it right yeah it was that oh, was right that's oh, him wow. that's him come on wow you better be on it <laughs> Um, so now this is the so also something that happened tragically last week. Uh, we lost John Witherspoon, who was uh, an iconic comedi- comedian, oh, yes. especially in the black. I mean, he was everywhere, but especially in the black community, he was everywhere. So I couldn't really pull a video of everything that he's done because he's done so much. But here's the, one of the last interviews he's he did where he kind of went through how much he made in some of his movies. Take a look. For the movie Friday, you've yeah. talked about only receiving $5,000. You know how much money they made? I couldn't $300 million. And, and they paid me $5,000. When we first shot the movie, nobody knew the movie was going to be that big. Yeah. Second Friday, I made $400,000. Thank you so much. The third Friday, I made over a million. But I didn't, you ain't getting that money. There are S across the street in a sedan with some binoculars. <laughs> you with a spoon. Your check and they like, Thank with you. a spoon. <laughs> you know, all that stuff. Helped me. First Friday for five thousand mm. dollars. That's how I got all the other, a lot of other movies. Cause people say, well, "I saw you on Friday." Charlotte Mount of Wayne said, "I have, I have a, a, a movie, a TV show we're doing. We want you to be our father." Uh, and so I made good friends with them. Yeah. And they put me in. And we did five years on on uh, so Wayne Brothers. Tracy Morgan. I was on his show. Mm-hmm. I got on his show from all that stuff. You know, people know you in the business. See? Yeah. So yeah. You do your you do your best. Yeah, so so that yes. was just a quick little uh, video showing you um, just you think that they make so much money acting, but when you get on some of these projects, especially at the beginning, you do not make any money. So Nothing. moving on, still going with Jaden. Y'all know that he does have a tour coming up mm-hmm. with Willow. It starts uh, November twelfth in San Diego. Here's a little video just to remind you. Oh, that's so awesome. <laughs> Yeah, so make sure you get your tickets. You can go to uh, Jaden or Willow's uh, mm-hmm. Instagram page, or you can go to willowsmith.com and purchase your tickets. So moving on, you guys know that Will is wrapping up working on Bad Boys 3, which is coming mm-hmm. out in January 2020. Uh, here's a little behind-the-scenes video of him with Wesley Snipes and Martin Lawrence and Eddie Murphy. Take a look. Looking like a dad. <laughs> Looking like a dad. We come to look for you. Gotta come kiss the ring. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? You know? Come pay homage. You know what I'm saying? Y'all take a picture. It's hard to beat this. It's hard to beat this. That's right there. That's right there. So much black That's legendary right there. Iconicism. I'm, I'm glad this video ain't scratch and sniff. <laughs> Will just looks like he just has not aged. He just really seems glowing. glowing. That is crazy. Like, what? Oh, oh, the whole crew. That was a beautiful moment, you know. Just uh, y'all saw it, y'all know what it was. That just they was spectacular. Come wow. on, like, when's the last time you saw Eddie Murphy, Martin, Will, and it. Wesley Snipes? Okay, so you guys know I told you it was uh, Willow's birthday. on the, Her birthday's actually on Halloween, and they mm. call it Willowween. I love what they that. Call it. Yes. So this is a video Will posted on his page to show the first time he was helping Willow drive. Y'all take a look. 
little dark, but Willow is doing her first real driving, and I'm gonna turn around so you can see. Mm, young and, Willow. Uh, all right, so Willow's driving, Willow's driving. She's driving, she's driving. Mm -hmm. Come on, Maybach. Right, uh, okay. <laughs> Let that be my first car. Okay. Oh, I got it. Oh, the She's Give so it a little more gas. The whip my hair braids. Let's get going out this Daddy, piece. no. Good morning. You're driving all slow. Let's get this thing moving. <laughs> okay. okay, I'm getting it moving. Do y'all remember the first time you drove and you sat in your parents' lap yes. and they let you? Oh, Actually, I it was never the best. Sat in their lap. Oh, no, nah, it was the best. Every time after school, I would be like, Dad, let's go. Let's yeah. go to the mailbox. I just, yeah. <laughs> my favorite thing to do when I was like nine. Um... <laughs> No lie. And then this is a video Jada posted on her page celebrating Willow's birthday. She's showing some baby pictures, so check it out. Hello. See your hairstyle? We had two barrettes, one here, one there. We took them out. So cute. <laughs> Let me hear the Willow song. Aww. She's the cutest thing I've ever seen. Is this her? Yeah. Happy birthday, Willow. Yes. Um, so, Will, Jada, I believe, posted a picture. So, I told you they call it um, Willoween, but they'll show it in a moment. But first, Will went to Budapest and he made a little joke. You know, he's good for a fun, funny video. Mm -hmm. Take a look at what he wants to get Willow for her birthday. Man, I came all the way to Budapest. I ain't getting my little Willow no present. Nothing. Oh. This will work. You like that, baby? Oh, like, my. This is what I'm how? saying. If I, mean, I had a team, my Instagram would be popping. That's would, all I'm saying. Oh, my God. What's crazy <sighs> is this is so perfect for him. Will Smith is the perfect. He's perfect he's for Instagram. Perfect Instagram. Literally the, the GOAT. Yeah. So uh, that, that's that video. I think the next video, this is what Jada posted on her page. Oh Remember, gosh. I told you it's called Willoween. Take a look. <laughs> And the caption said, uh, more to come. So mm. I don't know what else Ooh. they have up their sleeve. More to come. But stay, to come. stay tuned to Jada's page. And then finally, our last video of the night. You guys know we love the Smith family. We love getting a yeah. sneak peek into they how they, they interact with each other. Here's Will and Jada having a very candid moment. Number one, you're not in charge of the bow ties. And B, she's get married. She would mix up the numbers and the letters when she tried to make a point. <laughs> She'd be like, okay, you know what? You know what? Number one, number one, you wasn't even there, so you shouldn't be talking. And B, all right, this, it don't have nothing to do with you. Okay? Nothing to do with you. All right? And three, <laughs> oh, that's so funny. It just diminishes, it diminishes your point if you mix it yes. up, letters and numbers. Do y'all do, do, do this? 
on accident. See, I really feel like I feel comfortable with my black Hollywood family, and I'm going to say this out of love. <laughs> I feel like my sisters, this is what y'all do. Y'all go in at us, no. and it's always, look, first of all, you didn't do this, this, and I this. I mean, we got and then, But then, you jump to, and B, B, you were doing numbers. We're Why passionate, we? and we got a lot to say. You know this, what it means. You want us to say bullet point one? Like, you know? This is Tyler Tyson with your Mr. and Mrs. Smith News <laughs> update. Also, happy birthday, Willow, from yes. the crew yes. here at happy Red birthday. Table Talk yes. After Show. Happy birthday, happy Willow. Halloween. Happy Halloween! Nice. Yes, I, I want to come to the party. Me right? too. So the second Maybe part. One day. What's up? Hey, <laughs> right? Twenty twenty. Right? Will we be there? Yeah. Uh, so that completes our show for today. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. As always, make sure you subscribe. We will be back here next Monday, same time, same place. Yes. But in the meantime, you can follow us all on Instagram. You can follow me at Miss. Tyler Simone, where can they follow you guys? Well, you can follow me on Instagram, Miming Official, M A I M I N G Official. And you can get your entire life following me on all social media at The Tyler Tyson. Yes, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Peace. <laughs> on behalf of our BHL staff, we would like to thank you for tuning in to Black Hollywood Live, the world's first digital broadcast network devoted entirely to urban entertainment and pop culture. Check out our Black Hollywood Live YouTube page for even more great programming and amazing content. And be sure to subscribe and like our channel when you do. I'm your BHL host, Nakia Monet, and you can find me on all social media at Kiki Boom Boom or at Black Hollywood Live. Black Hollywood Live. Hollywood redefined.